Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. Open your Bibles, would you, to 2 Timothy, the third chapter. It's been a subject I've been wanting to teach for a while. I haven't been able to. We're going to read with the 14th through the 6th, excuse me, 17th verse. You, however, continue, and this is Paul writing to Timothy. You, however, continue in the things you've learned and become convinced of. Well, if he encouraged Timothy to continue in them, evidently there must have been many that didn't. Because you can be convinced today and then doubt tomorrow. So Paul's ex exhorting Timothy saying, listen, what you know now, better hang on to it. He said, knowing that from whom you've learned them and that from your childhood you've known the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus or faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God. All scripture, that is if it's true scripture, is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God can be adequate, equipped for every good work. Notice a number of different things we're going to look at at this section of scripture and others as well. Paul's writing to Timothy and he's exhorting him, well, number one, as I said, not to, not to forget what he knew, but he also begins to tell him and remind him about where he knew or where he came to know what he, what he knew about the Messiah, about Jesus. He said, all scripture is inspired by God. Now that's contrary and the reason we're going to teach this today, and this is primarily directed to not so much Christians, but yes, to Christians as well, because Paul's writing to a Christian here. But it's also, I'm directing this to the world, to people that do not believe or aren't sure, let's put it that way, they're not sure that this Bible is reliable, that the scriptures are in fact the word of God, that they can be trusted fully, that they were actually written as the spirit of God moved human beings to write them. Because today in this silly and darkened world, you'll hear people say, well, those, those are just writings of men. Well, men wrote the Bible, don't they? Say, they try to sound intelligent to you, and they say, well, Pastor Mark, men wrote the Bible, didn't they? And, you know, the answer to that question is yes and no. Yes, God used men to write it, but you know, Paul had a completely different perspective. He said every bit of it was inspired by God. Literally, the Greek, we translated inspired, but literally the Greek says it was God-breathed. God inspired it or blew into the spirit of men to write what he wanted them to write. We know God contacts man through his spirit. God doesn't contact you through your intellect. He doesn't contact you through your physical. You've never seen him physically. But God reveals his truth and reality to you by and to your spirit. And he says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable. For what? Well, look at the, what is profitable. Well, for teaching, for one. Well, there's a whole lot of people that have never even opened this book. 
And as a consequence, they're not taught. That's why you've got a generation like we've got today. They've been taught to read the Word. And if they have been taught to read it, it just becomes commonplace to them. They forget to reverence it. They forget that it is what God said it is. It is His Holy Word. It is His writings to mankind. And it's profitable to teach you. And look, for reproof, King James translates it rebuke. That means the Scriptures and the men that use the Scriptures to teach, because obviously God set teachers in the church. That's who teaches as well as what you can get on your own through your own reading. But it's for teaching, it's for reproof or rebuke. That means the man of God, the minister, will sometimes use Scripture to correct, rebuke. Rebuke is actually stronger than correct because he says correct right after that. But you ever notice how many people there are today that don't want to be corrected? Did you ever notice how quiet it gets when you say that? Did you ever notice what a rebellious generation we live in that nobody wants to be taught? Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I've got God for myself. I don't need you to correct me. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Sure, the Word of God teaches us, and thank God for what we learn on our own, but you also see that Paul is telling Timothy to use Scripture to correct and teach the people. That is, if they have enough sense to listen. For correction, for training in righteousness. Well, see, if you could just do that on your own, then why would God ever need preachers? He'd just send you a copy of the book and you could just do it on your own then, couldn't you? Well, no, he's put teachers in the church. He's put pastors, evangelists, so forth in the church to correct and to teach the people by Scripture and to show them Scripture for whatever position that he's trying to establish from the Scriptures. But you've got people that are rebellious and they, well, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. If I don't want to come on Sunday, I ain't coming on Sunday. And if I don't want to come any other time, I don't have to come. No, you don't, but you're in that group, and I don't want to be in that group of the ones that can't be taught, that won't be taught, that won't be corrected. I don't know about you, but if I'm wrong, I want to get it straightened up. I don't want to just go on ogging on in my, in my pride and just, you know, well, I'm right. I'm, you're going to hold out. You're going to go down with the ship. Well, I'm not going down with the ship. If I have to bail, I'm bailing. If I have to get right, I'm going to get right. I don't want to just know what I know and, and be what I am, I want to be what he wants me to be. And obviously, if we were all born perfect, there'd be no reason to correct, would there? If we were all born as perfect as I was, then, you know, everybody, no, you know I'm kidding, then nobody need to be corrected. But you see that God says that the scriptures were inspired for that very purpose, to teach you. And you ever notice, as you turn to Second Peter, do you ever notice why so many don't want to be taught? It's very simple. They want to do what they want to do. That is, if they want to do this, then that's, they don't want to hear, they don't want to come to church where somebody's going to tell them not to because that's what they want to do. If you say something that they don't want to hear, it doesn't matter. You can show them Bible. I have showed people Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse. And some of their responses are, well, I still, Bible or no Bible, this is what I think. Well, if my thinking doesn't line up with his, I don't know about you, but I'm going to correct it now because I sure don't want to get corrected standing before his throne. And you do know the Bible does say that is a spiritual reality. One day we will all stand face to face in front of God's throne alone. That means mama won't be there, daddy won't be there, brother won't be there, sister won't be there. You will be there by your lonesome and will give an account for your life according to the scripture. 
But he says over in Second Peter, the first chapter, the 20th verse, Peter, we just read what Paul said, but here's the apostle Peter as well. And they both say the same thing. Start with that 20th verse. Know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture, notice the word Scripture, I'll get to that in a second. Notice that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. And the Greek means thought or concept or their own idea. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. See, that's why it's not just saying what you're interpreting. It's saying that they're not giving you what they think. They're giving you what God wanted you to have. It was never an act of human will that is scripture or prophecy. But men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Now let's break that down for a second. I may take a couple weeks if I need next week as well. I'll do that as well. But, but I don't want to hurry over this because this is very important ground, especially in today's generation. Because you'll hear all kinds of, even people in the, in the pulpit, you'll hear pastors, you'll hear you know, priests, Episcopal priests, Catholic priests, Lutheran, it doesn't matter, the denomination is unimportant. But you'll see them today, error from the Word of God as if this thing has, has become outdated. As if God wasn't smart enough to realize that technology may change. But you know one thing about it is people have never changed. People are committing the same sins they committed in the beginning. They're making the same mistakes that our forefathers made. There are no new sins. They're just more of them, perhaps. So he says there, he says, no prophecy was ever an act of human will, but men, men, men moved by the Holy Spirit. Because you get that same objection. You say, well, wasn't the Bible written by men? Well, of course it was. But how does that contradict the fact that it is still inspired by God and it's God's words to mankind? It doesn't. One does not preclude the other. Just because men wrote, notice he says they were moved or born along, as the Greek says, by the Holy Spirit. Men. Do you know if God's going to speak to this generation, do you know how he's going to speak to them? Through men and the Bible. Of course, the Bible was written by men. Never lose respect for men of God because your ability to receive is dependent upon your openness to that person. When you begin to think that you know more than that person or you're not open to them anymore, your ability to receive has just been clouded. That's why the devil will often use people to talk about their minister or their pastor because he's trying to erode their confidence in that person knowing that all it takes is that and they've won and Satan has won. So don't ever let him do that. Obviously there are men of God who have done some things wrong and, and certainly God knows how to correct those situations as well. But be careful about those kinds of things because Satan has a plot behind that. It may seem innocent, but it's not. It's out, he's out to steal something from you. But the men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. If God's going to speak to this generation, he's going to do it through the lips of men. You know what the sad part is? Is we all look the same. You know, if everybody that was truly saying what God wanted them to say had a yellow stripe on their forehead, it'd be easy to know, wouldn't it? I mean, then we'd, that'd be simple. You know, like my brother, my younger brother, he's a, hard to believe, I don't know how it happened, but he's a farmer, and he used to raise hogs. And I'd go out there very seldom, but I would go out there, and uh, sometimes I'd help him on the farm. You know, I'd pitch hay and all that. You can't imagine me doing that, and I couldn't imagine me doing it either, but I did it. 
Well, he's raising hogs, and you know there's certain hogs, and after you, after you do some kind of work, whether you give them a shot or whatever you do, you have to mark them. You just take a piece of yellow chalk, and you mark them right down their back when you're done with them. I knew you'd want to know. And so, but that tells you that that one is different from the rest. Well, you know, if God would do that, it'd be easy for us all to know who to listen to and then who just not to listen to. Because there's a whole bunch of voices out there. One saying this, another saying that. But you know one thing? If it matches and lines up with the Holy Scriptures, then it's right. Whether you personally want to embrace it or not, it's right. And if you and God ever disagree, trust me, you're wrong. Well, I just don't like that. I don't see it that way. You're still wrong. Because he's right. Or he wouldn't be qualified to be God. And if anybody knows how realities work and how spiritual things are, he's the one it ought to. He created them all. Hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is, Is the Bible Really the Words of God? If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you, that God is your life. To trust.